You know what time it is. It's time to head on out to New Salem, North Dakota, and that's where we connect with the meat dude, Spencer Wirt. Spence, how you been, man? Hope Thanksgiving was well. I, I'm doing good. Uh, Thanksgiving was great. How was yours, Tyler? It was good. What, did you drop your phone for a moment? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't oh, in my hand. And I didn't know I was on that quick. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but it was just, I, I could hear the excitedness in your voice for the first time, like, ever. Uh, no, Thanksgiving was uh, was good. It was nice and kind of quiet uh, you know, on our front, but the food was good. I know on uh, Friday last week, if uh, those of you that were listening and caught how long you could, in fact, keep your turkey or prime rib in the fridge. And you know what? Judging by the calendar today, you better have eaten whatever leftovers there were. I don't think there's anything that would have held this long, Spence. Hopefully that turkey is gone. Prime rib is probably going to start getting a little questionable at day seven here. So, yeah. Yeah. So, now's the time, boys and girls. Questions already coming in for you, Spence, at 35270. That is provided by the I Consultants of North Dakota. Tyler, question for the meat dude. Have you ever processed... The turkey delicacy, short fries. Um, I have not, and uh, I don't even know what short fries okay. are. Have you guys Have you guys Googled that yet? Nope. I was hoping that you were going to explain it to me, but now you, if you saw in the studio right now, both of us are clicking away on our keyboards. Short fries, turkey is what I'm just going to put in. Turkey short fries. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, very, fries, right? Very, very similar to uh, <laughs> Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yeah, Rocky Mountain Oysters. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Texter, for walking us right into that joke <laughs> to, start, <laughs> to start today's show. Did you, in fact, know that you just were too shy to share with the rest of us? Well, well, I, uh, I, you know, you know, when I answered the phone in a in a frantic, that's because I was googling what turkey short fries are. <laughs> Oh, that's why you got a little uh, flush in the face when you had to see what the answer was. <laughs> I, I, I'm not flush in the face. There's nothing about you know meat that get me flushed in the face. But uh, I, I just wanted this this scenario that just went down. I'm glad that it went down that way. <laughs> the awkward dead air for just a split moment when I read what in fact turkey short fries were. Mine uh, popped up <laughs> with a picture. So <laughs> <laughs> after the after the plate was already. Presented uh, a pile of uh, uncooked. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know how we recover from this. <laughs> I have but, not. But to answer the question, I have not processed that. No, not from uh, not from the poultry world. <laughs> okay, that begs the second question because you very much emphasize I have not processed them. Have you digested them? No, no, okay. not not from the beef world. Yes. Yeah, so For you, sure. you've done the Rocky Mountain oyster, but you haven't right. done the, the short fries. <laughs> or, or calf fries or whatever you want to call them, yeah. Uh, um, okay, uh, well, I have not either, and nor do I uh, wish to, uh, but if we were at a small-town bar, for example, say like the Fort Saloon in Abercrombie where we're going out for steak night next Tuesday, and this were on the menu and somebody said, look, man, you got to try one. I'll order one for the table. I probably would be forced to. I don't want to, but I'd probably be forced to. What do you suspect it, uh, the flavor? <laughs> probably just tastes like chicken, chicken. like calf fries, too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, not, Go I'm not familiar enough with the anatomy of turkey to know exactly where that's coming from or where it's held. 
but uh, I'm going to have to look that one up. Uh, just don't do it on a – well, it's your company. I guess you can do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> just be careful. Uh, don't click on the images. 35270, that's the Ike Consultants of North Dakota Text Club. If you have another question, you can send that in, and Spencer will uh, provide an answer for you. Uh, you know, people are getting their uh, their deer processing done. Um, I have not heard, aside from people that are actually out there, have you heard much uh, as far as any delays? Because I, I asked that, and I should have kind of provided some background here. Uh, I know that some people that have brought their deer in, and they got it turned around like that. And that, to me, just from an observation, seems that maybe there weren't as many deer taken this year, or maybe more people are processing their own have you heard much out there? I really haven't. And like I've said before, we don't process much deer. We don't really advertise for it. Yeah. We're busy enough with everything right. else that we got going on. But, I, you know, from just knowing how meat processing works, I would assume if you kill your deer opening weekend, um, you expect a quick turnaround. If you kill your deer the second or third weekend, it's going to take a little longer. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't know what, what the, I've seen a lot of small shops like the size of us that are, that are going towards more like what we do where we're only bringing in trimmings. We won't sure. bring in whole carcasses and, and that helps speed the process up. There's not that extra step. And, mm -hmm. and for us, you know, we don't have to shut down cause we're not shut our federal processing down cause we're not bringing in whole deer and there's right. nothing in the coolers next to our federal product that could cross contaminate. But, uh, those, those could be a couple of reasons. I, um, I, I mean, the game and fish would know how the harvest numbers went. Maybe not yet already, but uh, I'm sure that report will come out sooner or later. But yeah. Well, I know a guy. His name is Doug Lear. He does the morning crew here. I'll have to shoot him a text and see if they have some preliminary numbers of uh, what the harvest rate was uh, this season. Uh, this is a lengthy question I have for you, but it's a very interesting one, Spence. Uh, Tyler, question for the meat dude. Huge meat eater and have lots of ribs roast tri-tips, brisket, etc. maybe like $1,000 in a deep freezer. Here's where it gets very interesting for you. Seven months ago, COVID nailed me, and now I lost the ability to eat meat. I can only eat and have a, a hunger for non-red meat. Question is, how long do you trust professionally vacuum-sealed meat to last in a deep freezer? Uh, over over a year, for sure. Um I, you know, our, our shelf life that our rule of thumb with product that we're packaging it in is, uh, if it's frozen and the seal holds is one year. Now, if it's stuff that, you know, obviously you're not taking it and reselling it or doing it, anything with it. Uh, if that vacuum seal holds, it'll last in a deep freeze even longer than a year. Um, and everything that you just mentioned is all whole muscle product. So there's really nothing that can go wrong other than a little freezer burn on the outside, even if the package does bust, which you can cut that off and throw that away and everything on the inside is still going to be um, just fine. But uh, one year vacuum packaged is rule of thumb, um, but you can definitely, definitely go longer than that. Uh, how would you, as just a consumer, uh, you open up that uh, chest deep freezer and say, oh man, this... Uh Maybe this seal wasn't uh, as tight as we thought. Uh, what are maybe some of those indicators? Is it just frostbite or, or what yeah, else? Yeah, fro frostbite, yeah, because you, you'll know if if the seal was broken. And if it was vacuum sealed, 
you look at the package even in the deep freeze and it looks like a piece of meat with a thin layer of plastic over the top. As soon as this tiny little hole gets in it, oxygen gets in there, that's when you start seeing that freezer burn ice build up on the outside of the meat. Um, you'll you'll easily, easily spot it. Very good. Spence, is there anything else you want to get out before I let you go recover from this week's conversation? <laughs> no, this uh this this was a fun one. You know, we don't talk poultry much other than around Thanksgiving and that was that was the curveball. That one was. Uh, I'm gonna take note of that number and uh make sure I read thoroughly through before I ask the next time they texted. But it's always fun to catch up, my friend. You take care and we'll chat again next Thursday, all right? Sounds good. All right. Spencer Wirt, the meat dude. That conversation as always. Brought to you by All Sauger Meats. You can find them in Ottoman, Minnesota. They've got some great day. This person talking about the ribs, roast, tri-tips, brisket, etc. Sorry for your situation, uh, but they have all those and more out at All Slugger Meats uh, at a really great price, and that's under new ownership, and they do have a new building underway as well. And you know what? Maybe uh, Big Deck Barbecue. If I'm going to have to do the old uh, short fries, I'd be having probably some of their great barbecue sauce. Their peanut butter and jealous phenomenal plus they've got all the rubs you can think of and you can see those locations and those seasonings at these locations pardon me at hornbachers you can see them at shields and so much more afternoons live is just getting started i'm tyler rax is your host don't go anywhere each state each state need a big old steer each state each state do we have one here each